Previously on Myth Tarot Love, we examined the Three of Cups and the Symposium. Today's show will focus on the Four of Cups, Odysseus, and the Cyclops. And I'm Rose, your resident tarot practitioner. Happy Thursday, everybody! Happy Thursday! <laughs> yeah. Apparently, Thursday was uh, named after Thor mm-hmm. <laughs> in Norse mythology. Yeah. Which is fun because today Thor comes out. Yeah. <laughs> As a movie. Well, not really. No, like tomorrow. Tomorrow, but it's in theaters, so I count that. Yeah, I count that. He counts it. Um, yeah, today we're talking about the Four of Cups. Yep. Good times. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week, where we left off was with the Three of Cups. Yes, and a bit of wine. A little bit of wine. <laughs> uh, a little bit of wine time. So, uh, the Three of Cups leads directly into the Four of Cups, mm-hmm. uh, as the story goes, because you have, oh, things are really good. Things are going really, really good. Um, and then, you know, they just keep staying really good. And it's so the four of cups enters at this at this moment where it's been really good for a while. Mm-hmm. And fours tend to be kind of uh, times like moments of rest, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, in, in the cups case, it's it's describing the situation where things are really good for a long time and you start to forget what it's like when they're not good. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm going to say maybe the the major lesson we're talking about over in the Four of Cups is one of gratitude. Okay. That's an important one. It's a a very important lesson, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, Being grateful for what you have uh, and recognizing things as being good, which is not always easy, especially when, you know, like, so if you're surrounded with a lot of good things, um, the, the warning that's happening here with our Four of Cups is that hey, things are really good. If you keep wanting things to get better, you might be in for disappointment. Oh, okay. Right? So, like, part of human nature is to kind of keep going forward and wanting mm-hmm. to, like, progress in, in, in general, right? Um, and if you already have, like, a lot of great things going on and, you don't, and you're not really recognizing them and you're not grateful for them, there's this danger of intense disappointment mm-hmm. for things not getting even better. Okay, yeah. Could there be, like, mm-hmm. a potential for destruction or something bad to happen? Or is it mostly just... This one's more of a psychological okay. warning. So it's basically saying, hey, um, you know, you're you're in for some disappointment if you think it's going to get much better. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I often get this this card as, like, a future card, actually. Oh, Which is okay. interesting. Yeah. Or or sometimes it'll even be like a conclusion card mm-hmm. to say, hey, you know, things have been good for a while and uh, you know, if you're if you're trying to improve on them, you need to first be grateful. Mm-hmm. Um or as my future card, it will it'll come up as saying, Oh, things will progress and continue to be good, but you know, you're gonna enter into this phase of think of of maybe taking things for granted. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, the Four of Cups. So let's describe it, shall we? All right. So you've got this man sitting underneath of a tree. Uh, The skies are all blue, and it's kind of like he might be meditating. Uh, He's got three cups in front of him, and then there's this, like, floating cup that's being handed to him, (laughs) if you will. Um, But he's not even recognizing the floating cup that's in front of him because his eyes are closed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, so when I see this card, one of the first things I think of is missed opportunities. Oh, okay, because his eyes are closed. His eyes are closed. He's he's not really seeing how good it like all everything that he has. He's kind of more reflecting mm-hmm. uh, internally, uh, and as as a result, he's kind of uh, like his reflection is actually stopping him from being in his environment and enjoying the beautiful blue skies and um, like it it, it's, it looks like he's in a really beautiful place mm-hmm. really but he's like, not even recognizing he's not even recognizing his his arms are are crossed in front of his chest kind of like he's he's completely closed off to the world that he's in mm-hmm. um yeah and you know there's there's not necessarily like any anguish or or you know disappointment on his face or anything he's just not aware mm. um so that's and that's really the main the main uh, topic that we're talking about is just not being aware of how good you got it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I believe that's one of the, the things that is often described like for why relationships don't work out is you start mm-hmm. taking each other for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, and it start, you know, it can start really, really small sometimes, you know, just um, things that you always used to do and then suddenly you're not doing them anymore. Yeah. Or, and then you realize, hmm, maybe, maybe this isn't what it once was, right? Um, so let's look at this card in another deck. Uh, so in, so this is, so I just described the card for the Rider Waite Smith deck. Um, and now we're going to look at the card uh, for the Celtic Dragon Tarot. Okay. It's kind of similar. Uh, you have three cups on a table. Uh, dragons are, little, little baby dragons mm-hmm. are kind of dancing around them uh, or maybe playing around them. It looks like one of the cups has been knocked over. Uh, There's a woman sitting at the table and she is wearing rather elegant clothing. Mm -hmm. Like she has this really elegant headdress and it looks like she might be like a noble woman of some sort. She's got jewelry uh, and she is holding one of these cups uh, and there's a, so she's holding the fourth cup. Um, kind of like playing with it uh and she's not really aware at all of her surroundings she's also got her her eyes closed or it might or she might be even gazing inside of the cup and you know there's definitely this sense of like she's just completely disconnected from what's happening uh she's completely disconnected from the little little baby dragons Mm -hmm. that are playing um and she's not even aware that one of the cups has has fallen so whenever i see this card i think of someone who is like really nostalgic and thinking about uh, maybe like really great times in the past, or maybe they're just they're just not satisfied with where they're at right now. So this is kind of talking about this sense of dissatisfaction. Okay, that yeah. comes comes when you are needing to practice gratitude. <laughs> yeah, almost um, like a self reflection. Yeah, so there's this this idea of being of being reflective, 
Um, but also being aware, right? So like this idea that uh, reflection on on the things that you have can help you be aware of your current surroundings, yeah. right? Uh, and also help you react to your current surroundings appropriately. That's true because she's not even really reacting to the fact that there is a spilt cup right in front of yeah, her. Yeah, she's completely unresponsive to it. Um, and similarly in the Rider Waite Smith deck, there's this cup that's being offered to him. It looks it it looks like it's being offered to him like with a hand in a cloud. And I think this is honestly representing like opportunities in the universe, like maybe mm-hmm. um yeah. like otherworldly opportunities um maybe like god is providing some sort of uh opportunity for you but you're just not seizing it (laughs) we've seen this not in this form before but the hand coming out of the clouds which card was that was it the The ace Ace of of cups yeah Yeah. um and that like represented all of all of the bounty that mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe this could be that cup too. Like here you go, here's yeah. a whole bunch here you of go. Stuff, take it. But you're not even seeing that you're it's like, there. Take it. I'm giving it to you. Uh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why aren't you taking it? Okay. <laughs> well well then I'll just I'll just put this yeah. down <laughs> with the other three. <laughs> um yeah. So, so when you get this in a reading, what does it normally signify? Like, it can mean a lot of things, really. Um, usually the person's been, is asking about, like, how to improve their current life situation. Um, so this card will often show up to say, hey, you need to be grateful for what you already have before wanting to make things that much better because otherwise you're going to be in for some disappointment. Mm. You're, like, the, the main lesson of this card is that if you're not aware of how good things are, you are you're, you become careless mm. and you stop looking after them and when you stop looking after something that's good it goes away yeah so there's there's going to be this disappointment that happens if you're not looking after the things in your life that are worth looking after mm-hmm. yeah so this will this will show up to like it's both a it's both a positive card and a negative card, right? So it's basically saying, "Hey, things are really good right now. Uh, maybe you should be thinking about the things that are good before trying to change too much." <laughs> yeah, um, or it might be a warning that maybe something that you value is going to be lost due to your negligence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's almost like to be present or yeah. to be more present and to know what you have. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, this card shows up as a helper, shows up as an obstacle, it can show up as an answer. Um, and all of these, and in all of these cases, I, I normally will take into account what the other cards are saying to kind yeah. of give a little bit more insight on what aspect of the life uh, of the person's life is actually needing to be um, taken care of mm-hmm. a little bit more, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, so, we're talking about cyclopses today, I guess. <laughs> we are. One in particular, but yes, we're talking about Odysseus and the Cyclops. So, there's a couple of, I guess, parts of this story that made me think of the, the Four, Four of Cups, mm-hmm. um, particularly just how it's even being told. 
Um, so th- this story comes from book nine of the Odyssey. Okay. So we've talked about the Odyssey before. If you remember, um, it's about Odysseus's return home from the Trojan War mm-hmm. that takes place in or part of it takes place in the Iliad. So this this story in particular explains part of the reason why Odysseus takes so long to get home and why none of his men made it with him. So um, in in this part of the journey, basically Odysseus is explaining what happened to a king and queen. So he washes up on shore and he's um, the singer was just relating some tales about the Trojan War and he becomes upset. And so mm-hmm. they're like, oh, like, tell us who you are. And so he's almost in this, this state of reflecting and telling his story about how he got to where he is at yeah. that point. Yeah. Um, so that's when he tells this story of him and the Cyclops. So basically at this point, Odysseus and his men have already run into issues after leaving Troy. Mm-hmm. Um, once they reach the island of the Cyclops, Cyclopses, Ooh. multiple <laughs> no, Cyclopses, multiple. So it's an island of them. <laughs> so, um, as Odysseus is reciting his tale, he describes the Cyclopses as lawless brutes. They don't plow the earth or take part in council. They don't have any laws, and they live in caves. Mm-hmm. So he basically just, like anarchists. Exactly. Yeah. He's, Describing them as being very uncivilized, very different, very other, mm-hmm. um, and that they don't, yeah, basically they don't do the work that regular men do. So really to distinguish them. Um, another thing is that they don't have any ships, and but they do have a lot of goats. <laughs> and <laughs> they like their goats. Um, so once they reach this island, Odysseus and some of his men go inland. Uh, I think they're trying to look for... Um, a temple to pray to a god. Okay. Um, but they come across a cave um, that was inhabited by one of the Cyclops. Um, but this one wasn't very friendly. Um, so Odysseus and his men are in there. I think they started eating somebody's food or they just... Which is normal, like this guest host relation. Oh, we come to a new land. You, you know, you're supposed yeah. to take us in and feed us and give us gifts. But... The Cyclops is not. They did like not that have at all. that culture. They did not have that culture. And it's like, yeah. what the heck are you doing? So the Cyclops starts eating his men. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> not the welcome that they thought that they were going to get at all. Um, and then the Cyclops actually traps Odysseus and the men that were was with him mm-hmm. in the cave. So they put like a big boulder in front of the door so they couldn't get out. Um So that night, Odysseus comes up with a clever plan, a clever scheme, as he tends to do. Um, So what he decided to do is to share a very strong wine that they brought with them with the Cyclops in order to make him drunk, and drunk enough so that he would pass out. Did they have (laughs) enough wine? They did. (laughs) This particular wine was, like I said, it was very strong, but also they... Cyclops don't normally drink wine, so if you yeah. have someone that doesn't drink and then you give them a lot of, like, something really strong, like, it's <laughs> not going to take much for them to uh, to pass out. And so he did, and once the Cyclops was asleep, Odysseus and his men, um, they made this large poking device, <laughs> like a large stick, and they gouged the Cyclops' eye out. Oh, um, singular eye, because again, right. Cyclops has one eye. A Cyclops only has one yeah, eye. Yeah, and thus they blinded 
him, and he was very upset, obviously. <laughs> so they were able to stab him with the long stick. With the long <laughs> stick right in the eye. So Odysseus, Jeez. again, being clever, he told the Cyclops beforehand that his name was no one or nobody mm-hmm. when the Cyclops asked his name. Um, so when he was hurting and screaming in pain, his neighbors came to see, like, hey, like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Who's hurting you? And so the Cyclops kept shouting, no one, no one is hurting me. So they're like, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> that is clever. It's very clever. Like, oh, no one is. Oh, okay. So yeah. Okay. Okay. You just gouged your own eye out then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Who did this? No one did. No one. <laughs> so funny. Um, My name is no one. No one. So... The next morning, um, the Cyclops opens his door He to let his goats out. He feels for every goat to make sure that it is just the goats getting out of his cave because he's still obviously angry and doesn't mm-hmm. want Odysseus mm-hmm. and his men to leave. Um, but what he Odysseus decides to do is to strap himself and his men to the underbellies of the goats so that as they leave, oh, so they're, they leave with them. That's cool. Yeah. So they were able to escape the cave mm-hmm. um, and get back to their ships and escape. But, <laughs> very big but. Um, once they escape and get to the ships, they start yelling at the Cyclops. And so... Why would they do that? Right? (laughs) And so the Cyclops starts hurling rocks at them. He can't see because he's Mm -hmm. blinded, but he can kind of judge whereabouts they are. Based off of sound. Exactly. He starts throwing these really big rocks, which get really close and can really destroy all the ships if he wanted to. And... Odysseus becomes he was lucky enough. (laughs) If he was lucky enough, yeah. So Odysseus becomes angry and decides to yell, excuse me, at the Cyclops. He says, Cyclops, if any man on the face of the earth should ask you who blinded you, shamed you so, say Odysseus, raider of cities, he gouged out your eye, Laertes, son who makes his home in Ithaca. So he basically tells him exactly (laughs) exactly who he is, exactly where to find him. Like, just a very, very silly thing to do. Especially Why would he do that? Exactly. <laughs> Why would he do that? He made it onto the boat. He made it, him and his men, onto the boat. What, just for, like, glory's sake? Right. Like, oh, exactly. I got Cyclops' arm. Yeah, it's me. This is who did it. It wasn't nobody. Okay. So if he would have just been grateful. He was so clever for, about it. Exactly. Yeah. For escaping, for getting out. Yeah. Yeah, silly, silly Odysseus. So, um, but what was especially bad was that this Cyclops um, was the son of Poseidon. The Aren't god all of the Cyclopses sea. the god? Oh, yes, like the sons yes. of Poseidon? Yeah. Yes. But yeah. it's like particularly. But like you're poignant. about to go onto a sea journey uh-huh. and you uh, gouged out Poseidon's son. Yeah. Like, <laughs> not the best thing to do. Oh, jeez. So the Cyclops <laughs> prays to his father, of course. Oh, he says, yeah. quote, Hear me, Poseidon, son, or sorry, god of the sea blue main who rocks the earth. If I am really your son, and you claim to be my father, um, please grant that Odysseus, raider of cities, Laertes' son who makes his home in Ithaca, never reaches home. Or, if he's fated to, see his people once again. Oh. Yeah, see if he's fated to see, see, to see his people once again and reach his well-built house in his own native country. Let him come home late and come a broken man. 
all shipmates lost, alone in a stranger's ship, and let him find a world of pain at home. Oh, Which is geez. exactly what happens. Yeah, it takes him, like, how many years ten. to get home? Ten years. Another ten years to get home. None of, all of his shipmates are gone. They're all, mm. They all die along the way. He comes home. There's a whole bunch of strangers in his house because they're trying to marry his... His wife. Yeah, his because wife. it's been ten years. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, and he man. comes home. So the people that he's... he's Odysseus is telling And, like, the wife can't to... even recognize him anymore. Right? No. Well, yeah. that's because uh, um, Athena kind of puts a glamour on him so that no one recognizes him. Oh, okay. So that yeah. way he can kind of infiltrate and then he kills and see everyone. If she, see if she's actually been faithful to yeah. him. Yeah. Exactly. So, <laughs> I don't know, this this exchange really made me think of the Four of Cups because, again, it's it in itself is a reflection of what's happening, but yeah. he's ungrateful for the fact that... He did he, actually escape. He escaped. And he, he was super clever about it, too. He was very clever, and instead he just decided to boast and to be like, hey, look at me, guess what I did against you. Yeah. And he kind of... It, yeah. yeah, so there's this idea of, like... He had it really good, and he just, you know, couldn't, he couldn't keep it together. No, he was so close. <laughs> yeah, he so had close. to, he had to take that extra, that extra step there. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah, I, I feel like I've heard bits and pieces of this story before, but never mm-hmm. all together, so that's, I, it's interesting. <laughs> I didn't know that that was the reason why it took him so long. Yeah. Like, I, I've heard of, like, all the other kind of stories that he he came across on his way home. Mm-hmm. But, but but basically, those stories, like, even before this, he came into this. issues. Yeah, like, they land, he landed the Lotus Eaters. And, it's all because yeah, he, gave this the, was... he gave the Cyclops his name. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like... The men were already being kind of dumb because, like, they had also escaped. Like, they were just—they were just too. I'd be like, "Shut up, dude! <laughs> Stop talking!" <laughs> Things were going too well for them. They couldn't yes. just leave it at that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There is definitely this this sense of ungratefulness that leads to their demise, mm-hmm. right? Definitely. Yeah. How are we? We're, we're doing good on we're time. Really good. I kind of um, wanted to do a bit of ranting on uh, this concept of positive psychology. We can definitely do that. Can we answer a quick question first? Oh yeah, that sure. We had? Yeah. Yeah. So we had um, a question from one of our lovely listeners asking about what books are good for tarot for That's learning right. about tarot, learning about classics. So. Um, so first off, I'd like to mention that most tarot decks actually come with a book. A lot of tarot decks um, will have like a specific book um, in their deck, like in the deck, um, or, they'll, or they'll even have it maybe like a little mini guide within the mm-hmm. deck. Um, there's lots of books on tarot. Um, ones that I've heard are very good are Tarot for Beginners by Barbara Moore, and also Mother Peace, which is kind of um, it, it gives more of a feminist point of view to tarot. Um, because tarot definitely has a lot of, uh, talks a lot about female power, for one thing, and, but also balances it with male power. Mm-hmm. Um, so feminism is very prominent within yeah. the tarot, uh, interestingly enough, mm-hmm. considering that it's been in existence for so long. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, guess what? Feminism isn't new. <laughs> it's been, uh, it's probably existed for as long as women. Yeah. <laughs> 
maybe just not called feminism. Yes, though. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So those are um, two really good ones I would say to start out with for tarot. Mm-hmm. Um, as for classics and even myth, it's it's harder to say because there is so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, there are good, like, I guess, kind of, they're more like textbooks. Um, even just, they're called classical mythology. Um, they're pretty good. But I would honestly say Google. <laughs> and I say that because if there is a specific story that you're looking for, um, because if you think about it, this is someone's history almost it's their belief it's their culture it's part of their religion so it's very very immense and it I think in no way can be complete in just one yeah text so whenever you're looking at a book you're looking at multiple like you're looking at just one person's perspective kind of yeah yeah Yeah. well like even just yeah, like even an all-around, there isn't, I, in my opinion, a good all-around textbook or... Like a all-encompassing yeah, Greek mythology <laughs> textbook. Or, like, you could get yeah. one that has, like, not necessarily all the stories of Greek mythology. It might have some of the, like, the highlights. The more like, prominent ones, yeah. The more popular ones. Exactly, <laughs> yes. But otherwise, I would yeah. say just to find what you like and read those ones. Like, if you, you know, if you're liking the story of or parts of the Odyssey or the Iliad, just read the whole book. <laughs> you can read. You book. can read you the can. Odyssey. You can. It's that is really a thing. <laughs> you can yes. read the actual Odyssey. The actual ones. So um, yeah, that's like, what I would say, which isn't a really good answer, and I apologize, but I just feel like there isn't one that I have come across. Yeah. Similarly, um, uh, sim- similarly, I I have been quoting something called the American Tarot Association. And it has a, a fantastic website with all of the cards uh, mm. as a resource. Um, and I personally really like going back and checking on this one because I feel like it does a good job. Like I'll I'll read in multiple different books and especially I like getting like the perspective of uh, the tarot from different decks as mm-hmm. well, right? So going to different decks and seeing why the artist chose to represent the card a certain way, etc., um, but the American Tarot Association really does a good job of summarizing the Rider Waite Smith deck mm-hmm. and the reasons behind certain symbols in that deck. So I, I definitely recommend going to to that website as well. And it's free. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> it's, what that's it's what's all nice free. About that is that it's all free. Okay. We we love you, Internet. Yes. <laughs> um, should what, I? Would pause? you like to rant? Uh, no, it's okay. You're good. Okay. Yes. Uh, so I wanted to. Oh no. <laughs> Our microphone fell. There we go. There we go. We're okay, we're good. I'll hold it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I wanted to talk a bit about positive psychology. Okay. So uh, a quick, quick thorny issue, if you will. <laughs> thorny rose coming at you. A little bit, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so my main issue right now about positive psychology and this, this concept of being really grateful is like, yes, you need to recognize all of the things in your life that are going really well and being grateful for them and one of the great ways of doing that is like creating a like a gratitude journal mm-hmm. I know you do that Betty. I definitely do that yeah. yeah I have a gratitude journal and also either in the morning or before bed I think of the things that I'm <laughs> grateful for yeah so it does put me in a good mood and it helps me if I am in a bad mood to be like okay things aren't that shitty <laughs> yeah um I I like doing meditations on gratitude mm-hmm. personally 
Um, and one of the things I really like to do during a meditation on gratitude is to kind of like focus on certain people rather than objects. Okay. I find it's just a lot easier for me to be grateful for the people in my life mm-hmm. rather than the stuff I have. So I'll be, I'll think about people uh, in my life that I love and everything that I love about them and like really focusing on those aspects. Um, but if things aren't going well in your life, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be sad sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Like if something like, so there's like, there's this huge focus to like, or I'm going to say a real push to always be grateful, always be grateful. And like, yeah, you know, you should be grateful for the things that are good, but that doesn't mean that you can't mourn losses, mm-hmm. that you can't be sad when things are going awful, right? So like sometimes you got to you gotta be grateful for the good and happy about it, but also recognize that sometimes things aren't always great. And it's okay to feel those feelings. It's just not, what's not helpful is just, is living in those sad feelings always. Yeah, exactly. Like not necessarily dwelling on the sadness. Like you, you got to look at both Mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. Like you you need that balance of looking at both because um, really one of the things that like, if you're trying to ignore the, the negative aspects of your life and then you're like focusing on and you're like, oh, I should be grateful for this. I should be grateful for that. But you just still feel sad and you're trying mm. to like suppress yeah, the sadness. You start feeling worse, mm-hmm. right? Like you'll you'll feel like, oh, no, now I'm ungrateful too. And it's just like one more thing to add to the list of things that are bringing you down. Um, so that was, so that's, that's my, that's my thing is that, you know, yeah, you should be grateful for the things that are going well in your life and, and practicing that sense of gratitude but that doesn't mean that you need to ignore necessarily the things that that are aren't going great and that mm-hmm. and, and it doesn't it also doesn't mean that your sadness is not useful yeah as well oh yeah right like all of the emotions all of the feels Feel are, all the feelings all of the feels are important <laughs> that is my rant <laughs> that feels are important and yeah, that yeah. none of them should be suppressed <laughs> I like it. That's yeah. a good rant. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's 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 pretty much that's it. That's all, all I right. got to say. Awesome. Well, thank you, Rose, and thank you, listeners, so much for being with us today. Yes, I yeah. like. We like questions. We do. Yes. Please continue to send them to us. Um, we'll do our best to put them in the show as quickly as possible. Exactly. Um, also, if you so. As always, if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can online. We are on Facebook. Uh, we have our Mr. Love group, as well as on Instagram at Mr. Love. If you'd like to support the show, the easiest way to do so is to tell a friend and spread the word. Um, you can also leave us a review on iTunes and some stars. That helps more people to find the show and is really quick and easy to do. That's right. Yeah. So next week we're going to talk about the Five of Cups mm-hmm. and uh, Euripides. Oh, I'm sorry. Just... <laughs> I'm not able to nope. pronounce this. It's fine. Euripides <laughs> is Hecuba and the Trojan Women. It's two plays by Euripides. Oh, I almost said it right. You did? I did? You, no, you almost. <laughs> almost it. Almost though. <laughs> yeah, so Hecuba and the Trojan Women. Yeah. I know about the Trojan horse, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know much about the Trojan Basically, women. Basically, it's what happens after the Trojan War to all of the women. Is It's not good. Spoiler. Oh, oh no. <laughs> is this... 
Is this what the condoms are named after? No. <laughs> That's like, good. Yes, but no. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, well, well then, our parting words for today come from the American Tarot Association. And it has to do with if you happen to get this card in a reading. So if you see this card and you think that there isn't a lot of love in your life, then this is a sign to think again. Stories, cups, and symbols, and all of the above.